0: Hi, everyone. It's Autumn. And this is my amazing husband, Mike, that I asked to be on the podcast today. Hey, everybody. And we are in our last day in Belize. We spend our winters here. And we were talking this morning. I was like, we have to share this. Like, I have to bring you on the show to be able to share this. So I'm going to come outside because it's part of the whole story today. But we have some major construction noise going on in the background. So if you hear that, we apologize. But I'm going to start off by Sharing a post that I saw the other day. And then we've been talking a lot about this, not only for and living in the last five years, but the last several weeks, we've been talking a lot about it. So I saw this post about a pastor named John Piper who said, Don't buy the lie. He talked about a couple that retired and bought their second home in Florida and got the boat and were busy collecting seashells and how amazed they were with their life. And he said, Don't buy the lie. Well, like, doesn't that sound nice? And that's what. A lot of us work for, right? So, regardless of where you're listening to this in the world, I think there's always something we're striving for or that we're told this is why we're doing what we're doing, right? Like, rather it's work or sacrifice that we're trying to get somewhere. So, I'm going to set the background of where Mike and I've been over the last five years. And I just want you to think about your life and really what you're striving for and what makes you feel alive, because that's what the show is about is about things that make you feel alive and come alive versus just living your life. And I think sometimes we don't stop to ever think about this. So I hope that this episode helps you just pause and to think to make sure that you're making your life about you and not somebody else's dream. So five years ago, I was living on Maui, Hawaii, and Mike was there visiting for the winter. And when we met, we were in a both in a place that allowed us some flexibility and freedom because of our career choices and our businesses. So why don't you share about where you were and then I'll share about where I was.
1: Yeah. So I was, um, I was at a point in my career, in my life where I could take some time off during the year and, you know, everybody has this, uh, or at least what, you know, you're told you have this vision of what that looks like. And it's like, I'm going to get to Hawaii and I'm going to sit on the beach and I'm going to drink a beer. And and, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, it turns out that takes about five minutes (laughs) and there's a lot more hours left in that day that you need to fill. But I think a lot of people like try to, you know, you try to get to that goal, and you get there, and you're like, uh, uh, "This, this isn't, this doesn't really work."
0: So, I want to preface this by saying that nothing is good or bad. There's no judgment on good and bad, and how you choose to live your life. Going to the beach and sitting there for five minutes or eight hours, or it doesn't matter. If whatever you choose to do, this podcast is just to help spark you to think about what makes you come alive, not what is sold. So yeah. Mike had hit like what, what you were like fifteen years into your business by then.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah, but just I think to add to what Autumn just said, don't don't assume that that's going to make you happy. It sounds like it does. That's what you're sold, um, but it doesn't always make everybody happy. And like Autumn said, if going fishing every single day makes you happy in your retirement or semi-retirement, or going golfing every single day makes you happy, or collecting shells or anything whatever it is, that's fine. Do it. Be happy. Do it as much as you can. But I think most of us get to the place in our life where we, we have that choice and, and we choose it not consciously because we're sold it. And then you realize that uh, it's not fulfilling.
0: So can you just give a little bit of background on your business? Like what it took really to start a business and get to that place?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, this is our 20th year in business and the first 10 were struggle or horrible. Um, a lot of work, uh, something I, I don't really want to go through again in my life um, for, for, for very little money. But, you know, you stick with it long enough, uh, sometimes you come out pretty good. And that's where I was.
0: So, and he owns a water sports company on Cape Cod that's evolved into other locations. And what happened is that business is just, it's such a short season. It's a seasonal business. And so you work really, really hard prepping for that. You turn the faucet on full force and then you turn it off and then there's cleanup to do. And so you're doing that over and over and over. And there is massive risk in that business. And so not a lot of people choose to do it. So congratulations, this is your 20th year in business. Uh And when we met, he said, yeah, I make money about a few weeks out of the year. And I thought, this is crazy. And that you work that hard and then it's really only profitable a few weeks out of the year. So, I mean, it's a high-risk business and it's something that you have to work really hard at. So, but when you came to Hawaii, it was really like your first winner at being like, okay, what am I going to do during these months? And, you know, looking for other things to do. And then you found me. (laughs) That's something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That'll keep you busy. That kept me busy for a couple of years. Um, but like everything else um, just becomes <laughs> one of your day.
0: <laughs> so, where I was is I was actually about 15 years into my business when I met Mike, and my business is in social selling. For those of you that don't know me, I've been with Arbon International for 20 years now, celebrated 20 years also. And for me, it was such a gift of a business. I think it's the absolute smartest way to start a business is when you can actually partner with a company and that has an awesome compensation plan, awesome product, tons of support and where you're really in business by yourself or, you know, for yourself, just like you're in business for yourself. But I would never felt like I was by myself because. We have an awesome team of people doing the same thing. So for me, it's, it, it's such a blessing because it grew me as far as personal development. It grew me as, a, as in a business, really low startup cost for you know what you get out of it. But just like anything, it's work. And a lot of people don't get that. Any business, any success. If you're being sold something different, it is not true. In less than a year, I got to the top 2% of the company. And that's because I was willing to do things that other people weren't willing to do. And again, I don't want to do that over and over and over for 20 years or 30 years. But it's just like in his business, those first few years can be really rough. And like you have to sacrifice and or you can take the lawn around, just sacrifice a little bit longer term. So however it is for you and maybe you're an employer, maybe you're not working at all. But that was where we were. And I was in my... 40s, my early 40s, and it was hard for me to date because people were, you know, attached to location, attached to whatever it may be, school systems or jobs or whatever it is. And so when I found Mike and I was like, wait, we have a little bit of flexibility and freedom in our day. This is awesome. So for the last five years, we have played and it has been awesome. And the thing is about seasons, you know, you can't have every year the same, right? But we've had a lot of fun over the last five years. We live in Belize. We're in Belize right now. Um, in the winter. We've lived in Hawaii. We live all over the place. We've traveled all over and had a lot of fun. But as we were collecting seashells in Florida, yeah, it turns out it
1: turns out your mid forties is the absolute worst time in your life. Take your foot off the gas. it's when your, your body starts to change, your hormones start to change, you start to, uh, you, you know, you know, it takes a little bit more to get back into shape once you fall out of shape. And it turns out sitting around on the beach, collecting shells, fishing, golfing is not good for your waistline. <laughs> uh, so, you know, but we just, I, I kept going and I just kept trying as hard as I could to keep in that place where I was told I was supposed to be this uh, like semi retirement dream, you know, younger semi retirement dream. And, you know, you know you're mid 40s. I mean, that's you've been in business for 20 years at that point. You're an expert after 10 years in your field, 20 years. It's your prime earning years of your life. It's your prime experience and like like, uh, how many like people you can influence that you, you know people really start paying attention. To. There's a couple of generations under you that could learn from you and benefit from your experience. And then to just to not do that, it just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a very unfulfilling feeling to not take advantage of all that experience and all that—all those lives that you can change and, and continue to, to influence and give a hand up to.
0: And for me, part of the dream, buying into the lie and buying that dream, is I think you know you work really hard, you get the house, you get the neighborhood, you get the car, whatever it may be. But what's not sold is actually, what do you want? Do you want that house? Do you want that car? Do you want whatever it may be? And so, to me, it's. Instead of getting there, it's about growing there and figuring out you, you specifically, what do you like? So for me, building a business was really about having flexibility, having freedom, doing things like this, like actually writing a check once a year for my car insurance instead of every month or being worried about my monthly bills because I don't like to be stressed about money. Who does, right? It's about having options like buying organic food, buying better food for myself and my family. It's about, I love the freedom and flow of my day that I get to wake up early or get to go to the gym when I want or go meet a friend when I want. I get to work as many hours as I want, meaning some days I want to work a lot of hours and I get to. And so for me, if somebody was to say, Autumn, why are you working towards success? What do you want that to look like? It would not have been the big house for sure. And it wouldn't have been the car and like the perfect pick of fence. I had that and I was miserable And so sometimes, and then Mike worked really hard to get to those winners off to float in a pool. And he's done a lot of floating in pools over the last winters. But what we've concluded, and now that we're in Belize, tell us about like what's happened to you over the last several months that has gotten you to this place of growth again, like moving back into growth. Well,
1: you know, for me, it wasn't a midlife crisis, but it was a midlife, um, you know, some people have their own business for 20 years, right? Some people have a corporate job for 20 years. Either one's fine, whatever makes you happy. But for me, I, I didn't hate my business anymore, but I was tired of it. Uh, and I want to change. I want to do something different. And I didn't know what it was. I mean, face it, your whole life you do something becomes your identity. So changing gears is, is can be difficult. Some people it's it's just with that. That's if you had a, I never had a job, but I no, went to work job. But if I did, I'd imagine you know you get to the same point where you're good at what you do. You make a good living doing it. Uh, You got a lot of people that count on you. um, A lot of people that you can that you're training, but yeah, it's just not as fulfilling as it used to be. So, like for me, it was like, oh, I'm gonna grab that drink and sit on the beach, uh, or I'm gonna do a lot more fishing or, or whatever. But um. That was obviously the wrong choice for me because you know what I should have done is just change gears and use my experience and my influence just to do something else that was um, made me want to jump out of bed in the morning again. That made me, but I think you
0: were searching for that. Like you kept thinking, if I can find the next thing, if I can find the you know next thing, Hmm. and then if it's not right there. You were like, well, it's not right there. I don't know what I want to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really hard to to think of something new that's perfect for you. That, you know, you don't want to go through the hell that you went through when you're in your 20s starting your career, or your business. You, you don't want to experience that again. You don't want to risk everything that you have and lose all that by, by selling your business or quitting your job. It's a tough time to really dial in exactly, you know, what's the best next thing for you. And that's just career and business wise. There's a whole nother issue of, um not taking care of your body. And yeah. and it's a lot easier to have a drink at three o'clock instead of five o'clock. Hey, it's Saturday. Uh, but it's Friday. And you know what? Mondays, I'm kind of retired. So screw it. I'm gonna start you know bloody mary with breakfast. And you got a partner that you love that you care about, you feel comfortable with, you know, you put on five pounds. Ah, what's the big deal? You put on ten <laughs> pounds. Uh yeah, he's doing it. You know, so like mm-hmm. and I and then you just find somebody a lot bigger than you to sit next to at the bar and uh, mm-hmm. you are feeling good about yourself again. But, you know. You, so what
0: happened? Like what put well, you back in a building mode? Because though?
1: you can afford the best meals and the most comfortable mattress. You know, comfort for me, uh, the pursuit of comfort made me more uncomfortable than anything in my life, uh, which is a funny thing I've realized recently. Uh, the pursuit of comfort is just it makes you weaker. It makes your body weaker. You sit in that perfect, comfortable mm-hmm. chair for you. Too many hours a day, your back starts to, you know, your back starts to hurt. It, you just, it's so true. you get, uh, you know, being comfortable makes you weak. Not that I ever want to go camping again. That uh, was last week. Right. I'll never do that again. I'll never do that again. There's <laughs> something in between sleeping on the dirt and, um, you know, pursuing comfort and good tasting food and, and just overindulging. You, you, you can't do that either. Again, mid forties, first time in your life, you can afford to do it. You have the time, you have the money worst possible time for your body because you put on 20 pounds. It's not coming off like it did when you were 20. Well,
0: and when I promoted after that year in my business, I called my mentor and I said, what do I do now? Like now what's next? And she said, well, pretty much you just maintain. And I remember hearing that word thinking like, that is like an awful word to me, maintain. Like physics doesn't work like that. You're either moving backwards or you're moving forwards. And so what happens with that is like in your life right now, are you moving forward? Are you moving backwards? Are you just maintaining? And I feel like over the, you know, when you don't sometimes have clear vision for like what's next in your life, you might be 20 years old and not have that clear vision. Or you might just have been retired and thinking, now what? Like what's next? You have all this wisdom and experience, but like you have no clear vision for your next act in your life. And I really feel like that's where you were over the last, you know, several years is like, what now? So once you decided, all right, I'm ready to build, I'm ready to be uncomfortable. Tell me what happened in the last few months.
1: Oh, so you start looking again, and when your eyes are open to new opportunity, you know, eventually, eventually, you see it. So uh, you get clear on what you're looking for. It gets easier. So I've just done a lot of work to get clear on what exactly I was looking for. Try to narrow it down to. For me, it was it has to be fun. Uh, I want it to be fun for me. I want it to be fun for other people. I want to make help other people have fun. That's always been the, the that's pretty much business on it now. That's but like I, his middle name is fun. Right, just didn't want it to be the same business. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to take out the things I didn't like about the business I have now um, and not, you know, not get into that situation again with, I mean, for me, it's equipment, you know, like I don't want to maintain equipment, especially in a third world country. So it had to have, it had to be extremely simple as far as that goes. And the, the other thing that was, it had I had to be able to, it had to be able to help as many people as possible. So change as many lives as possible, because it turns out the feeling of, Giving others a hand up, not a hand out, very important distinguish, <laughs> just a uh, very important distinguish between the two. But the opportunity to give somebody who deserves it deserves the opportunity mm-hmm. a hand up to make their lives better, to change their lives, makes me feel really good. So um, that's the point of doing it in a you know developing country versus the United States.
0: And I think that for us too is just to be able to have that openness of saying what's next and like what else is possible, but really tuning in to your own wisdom, like what makes you come alive? His is fun and actually making that difference in other people's lives. I mean, he literally jumps out of bed in the morning, getting ready to build that business because it has those two things in it. So you kind of have to think what is important. For me, it's like mentorship. I love mentorship. I love coaching. I love taking what I've learned and passing it on to somebody else and seeing the ripple effect in not only their life, but others. So if I don't get to see that, it's hard for me. And so you have to think, what are you really good at? And or sometimes you're good at things you don't even like, but what is it that you say, oh my gosh, it's Tuesday morning. I don't even need an alarm. I'm jumping out of bed. What is it that makes you come alive? And we have to think those are usually the things that we can implement into the next act. And, or maybe you already have that burning desire inside of, and you know exactly what it is, but you don't have that clear vision. And I think you knew kind of, okay, I want it to be fun, but like what, you know, you keep looking around, looking around at all the different options. And sometimes it's just not clear. So you have to kind of have that roadmap.
1: Right. So I think it's important for the viewers, too, to understand that like, this is the view from behind us. This is where the camera's pointing. Okay, If we just turn this around right here, you're going to see concrete blocks. Okay, You're going to see concrete blocks over here. You're going to see somebody fixing something over there. I spent five years of my life rolling around in bed in the morning going, I'm so bored. I don't want to do this. I don't want to take the boat out. I'm not in the mood to go for a walk on the beach today. A lot of those mornings were also started off with, I'm so hungover. (laughs) <laughs> so uh you know it's I'll uh, oh, look at these two they have it all figured out it's not like that at all i'm sure all 95 percent of you could figure it out a lot faster than i did mm-hmm. and uh, just telling my experience hopefully just like get people to start thinking about be more uh, you know the second act of your life just be a little more purposeful about it and instead of just trying to work towards this dream that Something somebody sold you on television or the, or, you know, somebody at work told you about, like, oh, it's so great for me now. All I do is play golf. I just wanted to, I think if, if people can gain from the, my experience, to just be more purposeful about what's next for them.
0: And so his message is to be purposeful. To close out, my message is to be really in tune with what makes you come alive and not makes the next person come alive or what the next person's house is or dream is to like really. Learn your own dream and to create your own dream because we're all created completely different and unique. And that's the gift of this is that we don't all want to live in the same house in the same neighborhood and doing the same thing. And so do what makes you come alive and create that dream and design your life exactly how you want it. You have the ability. And if not, you reach out and there's a million resources out there for you to be able to get that and quit playing the comparison game, right? Like if we sit around saying, well, these people are just hanging out. They don't, you know, they're retired. They're just, that's their life. That's what they're doing. You know what? I'm not them. And we're not them. And so just, you know, to me, it's like marching to the beat of your own drum and really staying in tune with that. Mike's better at that than I am, but.
1: Well, I think it'd be great for everybody to hear too, but you were extremely attached to your identity from your first career. And that was a really difficult thing for you to do, to let go of that identity so that you could step into what naturally felt right for you, like what your next step was, right? Yes.
0: Because I love my backgrounds actually in law enforcement before that, helping crime victims. I loved it. And I got introduced to social selling, which was such an awesome way for me to represent a product that I liked. I on my own schedule, working around my family and giving me, giving me a lot of more opportunity to grow both personally and financially. And then what happened is I got attached to that identity of that, whether it's business owner or a title with a specific company. And that was who I was, which me should never be your identity should never ever be about the word married or employed or what owner what what I do it's you know your identity to me it comes from divine it comes from God but I got completely sidetracked in you know and usually it's an ego thing right when we get attached to identities that may look good on the surface but your identity it's big I'm a lot bigger than my title right and so I had to just learn like, who am I without that? Like if you were completely stripped of something, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a title, whatever. And then, you know, imposter syndrome sets into where, okay, well, who am I to do this? Right? Like I've never done this before. And, or, well, what will other people think? Or do I have the credentials or the experience? And so usually people just stop right there because you can't get your footing underneath you to figure out like, okay, I know there's more in me. I'm supposed to be doing this next thing. I don't have clear vision. And then you usually get that clear vision. And you think, oh my gosh, there's no way I could do this. Like, I'm not good enough at it. Of course, you're not good at it. You've never done it. It's okay. You just fail forward and keep going and keep going but it's definitely been a learning process for me to step into like me as a whole person and bring all of me to the table. I kind of spliced myself out like, oh, I do this and I'm a vice president. I'm an author and I'm a speaker and I'm a coach and kind of bringing all of that to the table. All of it, my relationships, my messed up blended families, whatever it is, if you just bring it all to the table and say, this is us. And that's the fun part of really stepping into that.
1: And very well so. It is
0: packing day because we're getting ready to move. So I hope that this episode helps you. You just take a breath and remember to live your life for you and because whatever is in you is supposed to come out for other people and you're supposed to make a ripple in this world. If this episode spoke to you in any way, or maybe it seemed like we were talking directly to you and you are a woman who's listening, I would actually like to invite you to spend some more time aligning with your life's true purpose. Maybe you've been buying the same lie that Mike bought and you know that there is more in you. Or maybe the lie that I bought for a while that maintaining is okay. Or maybe it's one that like you've come this far, and you should be fulfilled, so why aren't you? Or maybe your vision is completely blurry. Whatever it is, it's time to stop listening to the lies and get in tune with your soul's purpose. I am co-hosting a retreat with the amazing Kathy Williams in the beautiful Colorado Rocky Mountains this fall. You will walk away from this experience with crystal clear vision for what's next in your life. If you'd like more information, please connect with me and I will send it off. It is extremely limited space, so do not wait if you want in this retreat. And also, if you don't want to wait until the fall, please contact me directly and we can schedule a complimentary coaching session to see what's next for you. Thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoyed today's show. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves, so keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, please take a moment to review or download this episode. I would love to connect with you. Regardless of where you're at on your journey, maybe you're feeling like you can't set sail or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas, find me at autumnshields.com or on social and say hello. If you would like a complimentary coaching sesh, all you have to do is click on Let's Connect And let me know three things you would like to get out of the conversation and we will make it happen. So make today the day you decide to live your life alive and leave room for the unimaginable. So until
1: next time, keep following the nudges.